Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Yard Pro Show brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I'm one of your hosts today, Mills Grant. And I'm Scott Beer. And Scott, it's an absolute delight to be here, is it not? It is. It's been a while. You going to make it? I am. You sure? Positive. You sure about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good to go. Folks, it is Saturday, May the 18th. It is. Happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Uh, what number? Oh, I oh, put you on the spot. 51. Good job. Oh, we'll see if we're right. I'm sure I'll get a text. Oh, that was a guess. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think it's 51. Imagine that. So, uh, but no, it is a uh, May the 18th. We're about a month out from the first day of summer. I know many of you are thinking, well, no, it starts next week or a weekend. No, next weekend is Memorial Day weekend, correct? It is. But the actual first day of summer, we know, is not until the summer solstice of June the 21st. And we will be open Saturday, but we will be closed Monday, Memorial Day. Next weekend. Next weekend. We'll be open Saturday, but closed on Monday. You heard it here first. Carolina Fresh Farm stores will be closed Monday in observance of Memorial Day, but we'll be open the Saturday prior to. And speaking of Carolina Fresh Farms, if you'd like to find us during the week, it's very simple. You can find us at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. And Scott, please put that extended forecast up as we have a sprig job this week in Wilmington, North Carolina. Do you area. really? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be in the 90s. Um, the heat is here, right? Yeah, next week in 97. No. Really? In May? Wow. So, it looks like your Memorial Day weekend will be best spent indoors with the air conditioning. You heard it here first. Um, or the pool or the lake. Or indoors with the air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, like 90, better? <laughs> 97's hot. Oh, no. That's awesome. You know, 97 is really hot. That's riding weather. Ah, r- riding what? A bike. Riding a car? No. With so the air conditioning air <laughs> And the cool seats. All these new cars are so season. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you are tuned into the Yard Pro Show, folks. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. You can give us a call. It's very simple at 1-800-347-1063. That's 800-347-1063. And as always, you can text us at 71307. Scott, you brought it up. The weather is turning warm rather fast, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh... How about that drought report? Yes. You know, I've, I've been out of country, so. Did y'all have any rain down there? Uh, a shower one day. We're in, they're in the dry season now. Uh-huh. All right, it's time for that drought report. And here we go, folks. The drought report, uh, I think last given to you two weeks ago by us, is about the same. Wouldn't you say? I would. Uh, very close to being the same as to what it was. It looks like we have uh, a little over 50% of the state of South Carolina is in some form of drought. Excuse me. Most of it is in the form of abnormally dry. But I got a funny feeling that's going to change by the end of next week. You think? 
think it's going to grow. Think it's going to grow. Well, you know, it may grow. Um, you know, we're still looking at D1, severe, or excuse me, uh, yeah, D1 moderate drought along the coast of South Carolina, almost the entire coast. Looks like Horry County, you kind of skip out, but you are abnormally dry. Uh, the Midlands, uh, the Low Country, uh, up into McCormick, Greenwood County, looks like we're now in abnormally dry conditions. With the warm temperatures, um, we are getting some scattered rain, I think, here and there. I don't know, because I was gone for nine days. What can I say? You know, I went to winter. Went from nice spring weather to winter. Came home. It felt like winter because the first week got home Tuesday. It was nice and mild, low humidity, low temperatures, cool in the morning in the 40s in a, in a lot of our listening area. Um, and now all of a sudden it's just like, boom, we're going to summer, right? And the potty flushes backwards down there? It does. Did you get the video? <laughs> yes. Oh, Scott like, got the video. Okay. Yeah, yep. you're south of the equator. Yeah, the water drains opposite. I always thought it was a myth. You know, hey, it's true. It goes opposite. Um, but, you know, uh, Scott, it's, it's, you know, we always talk about, we talk about the weather, we talk about the pest outlook, what's out there. You know, the thing that really concerns me right now going into this really warm weather and warmer nights, right now we got cool temperatures at night, so we're, mm-hmm. we're in pretty good shape. But the thing that I am doing today, and if you have a cool season lawn and you're tuned into the show, you need to know this. Um, you need to get some pillar of headway applied to your, your fescue bluegrass or your, your cool season lawns because brown patch, um, with the humidity, I don't know if, if you can see what the humidity is projected to be, but uh, you know, right now the humidity is kind of low. Nighttime temps in the 40s, 50s, probably not a big issue, but, but I'm afraid we're, we're really going to turn this off from – you know, nice spring-like weather to just hot, humid summer weather. And, and nighttime's next week, yeah, in the 70s. In the 70s. And and once those nighttime temps, you know, I, 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 I kind of have to refresh my mind because there's so many things in lawns. You like the large print, don't you? Um, Scott can actually read what I'm looking at <laughs> I, I can from almost afar. read that from here. <laughs> yeah. You know, brown patch is really most severe when we begin to see this extended warm or hot weather. Um, when those nighttimes stay above 60 degrees and that humidity's up 40, 50, 60%. And the thing that we can really do, number one, is get a fungicide out. Um, but there's some cultural things we can do as well. One of those is we need to, to limit the, the length of time that the leaves of the grass stay wet. And this just isn't for, for fescue. Don't tune out if you've got a Bermuda, Zoysia, St. Augustine, Centipede Lawn. Don't tune yourself out because a lot of these tips – or, or, or what I'm talking about now can also be a benefit to you because there's another disease that's really going to wreak havoc as we get a little warmer and we get some humidity. And if we get this extended periods of wetness on the leaf, you're going to see things like dollar spot begin to blow up mm-hmm. and, and become an issue on these warm season grasses. So uh, the reason I bring up this extended hours um, of avoiding these extended hours of leaf wetness is it's something that a lot of us – I think may bring upon ourselves because we have these automatic irrigation systems. Well, nothing in life is automatic, I don't think. You know, I know they're working on automatic cars, but I think you still have to sit there and somewhat drive them, correct? Um, but it, it, control your irrigation. You know, let's irrigate it at, at 4, 5, 6 a.m. in the morning so that we kind of the, the, the good, clean irrigation water helps knock that sticky dew off so that as soon as that sunlight comes out, a little bit of breeze in the morning, it dries that leaf off as quickly as possible. And let's not irrigate every day. 
you know. Let's not irrigate at 7 o'clock in the evening so that it can stay wet all night when it's muggy outside. And that's any lawn. That's, and that's any plant. That's your landscape plants. Um, so let's be aware that, that, you know, brown patch season's just around the corners, whereas dollar spot season. Um, let's make sure that we, we think about a little bit of fungicide if we know we're going to have those conditions um, that, that are certainly uh, going to be out there. So, Scott, I want to go uh, very quickly. We're going to switch over to the phone lines, but I do want to get – there was uh, someone who texted us Goodness, um, well before the show started. Can I overseed fescue over Bermuda in the backyard this fall where the Bermuda is thin due to lack of sunshine? Will the two different types um, – will one take over the other basically is the question. Thanks, Mark from Pickens. Mark, you can do that. If It tells me you probably got some shade with the Bermudas beginning to thin out. The trees are going to continue to grow, so it's going to become shadier over time. And if you want to overseed you know, your backyard with some fescue in the fall of the year and it's had Bermuda in the past but it's thinning out, it's your yard. Do it. Scott's raising his hand. He's, I've done it. I he said it. he's done it. Um, I, you did do that in your yep. old home, sure and did. and certainly that's fine. Is one going to take over the another? If they're growing in full sun side by side in perfect conditions, no, um, they're probably going to cohabitate. Uh, but in a shaded situation, I think the Bermuda is going to continually decline, and that may be a good way for you to begin the transition that backyard into something else on a more on a budget line or or slowly over time. You're just going to be cutting um, grass in the and, fall and, if, and winter. Yeah, and and you may see a little bit of dormant Bermuda sticking its head up. Um, early in the fall when it goes dormant and and the fescue's kicking green. But, hey, just let the fescue grow up a little bit taller, you know. Um, So, yeah, that can be acceptable. Scott, let's go to the phone lines. We have Tanya in Greenville. Hello, Tanya, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what what is the best grass to grow in the upstate? Uh, (laughs) You know, probably, I would say my top grass for most lawns in the upstate, uh, Scott may argue with me, um, it's in the upstate, probably the easiest to maintain best grass to grow has got to be Palisade Zoysia. Um, It's it's one of our varieties of Zoysia. It's actually Texas A&M. We don't own it, but it's a variety that we've grown for a long, long time. And it's just proven day in, day out to, to be probably the easiest, best for most climates. Now, and most microclimates and environments within a landscape. It's not going to grow in the densest of shade, yet it will tolerate some shade. It's certainly going to grow great in the full sun. It's probably the most drought-tolerant grass uh, I, I have ever that. produced in my life. Um, just a phenomenal drought-tolerant grass. So I'd have to go with Palisade Zoysia. Okay. And now I have a second question. Um, do you know what um, Spurge power, power is? S- what is that? Spurge Power. It's a product. It's a, um, a uh, I guess it's an herbicide of sorts, but it's specific. I think it's really powerful. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, wondering if- I'm not real familiar with it. I mean, because typically with, with herbicides, we're dealing with an active ingredient, and the trade name, a, a manufacturer can file it with the EPA, get an approval, and, and they can call it what they want to call it to, from a marketing standpoint. So it sounds to me like, you know, or it definitely is a trade name product. I'm not real sure what may be in it. Uh, but based on the name. Is it something that you have? I, you know, I bought it on Amazon because I have violets 
and I have this weed. I think it's called bindweed. It's got like prickles in the middle, so it's really bad. And when it when it was arrived in my my mailbox, apparently the the bottle leaked a little bit, and it got all over the instructions. So I don't know what's going on with it. You know, I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so if you down at the bottle with the label on the front, does it have a manufacturer on there? Or, yeah, it's out in the garage, so I'm not going to run out and get it. But I'm just, I know that it's um, like an, um, a, a name that they put on the, you know, on the bottle. Yeah. Okay. You're supposed so, to take care of weeds, and you're supposed to dilute it, but I don't know what percent. I don't know what what makes it kill violets. Yeah. Okay, um, so this is a three-way. Yeah, I imagine, I think I just found it online, made, manufactured by Monterey Chemical Company. What I would suggest, Tanya, is if you can take a picture of the front of that bottle, and if you, mm-hmm. can, if you can email it, what area, what city you live in? In Greenville? I'm in Greenville. Okay. I'm in Greenville. If, if you will email that to duncan at carolinafreshfarms.com, they can do a little bit of research and help you figure out and shoot you in the right direction as to where to find the label, how to mix it, and all that good jazz. Okay, that would be great. All right. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Scott, you know, um, I want to get back to the phone lines, but one other quick thing I wanted to bring up. and don't. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me forget by the end of the show so we can give you more specifics. May the 30th, you're hosting something very interesting. Yes. Because Tanya brought up something about a herbicide. I'm glad you reminded um, me. And Tanya's situation, hopefully, you know, newer product, but the label's destroyed. We can probably help her figure out how to use it. But sometimes you get products sitting around the house, you don't know what to do with them. Maybe you don't need them any longer, or you just you have no idea what to do with it because you don't want it, or maybe you don't know what's in it. Um, you're having an event May the 30th mm-hmm. at your store. Um, what time is it, 8 to 2? I believe it's 8 to 2, or let's say 9, 9 to 2 to, to be two until we pull up the – I've got a, a brochure about it here in a minute. But you're actually doing what? You're hosting cleanup. It's a pesticide cleanup from South Carolina Department of Agriculture. You're hosting, you're a host site Mm -hmm. for a pesticide cleanup May the 30th at Scott's store. If you'll come out mid-morning through early afternoon, um, you can bring your old pesticide products that you don't know what to do with and dispose of them in a good way. Free. Free. That's the key. (laughs) So if you have, maybe it's a bag. Now, don't just bring a bag of 10-10-10 fertilizer, but maybe it's a bag that contains, they're not going to take straight fertilizer, but they will take something that contains a A pesticide. Yep. So if you've got a bag of weed and feed, a half a bag, or it's a clump, and you don't know what to do with it, it's a great way to get rid of it. If you've got a a bottle of something, you're not sure what it is, or you just don't want it around the house anymore for some reason, you can bring that out, and they will dispose of of this pesticide for you free of charge. Our South Carolina Department of Agriculture sponsors that, pays for that, and they have a a licensed uh, independent contractor that will be there to take the pesticides away and dispose of them in a proper manner. So mm-hmm. um, thought I'd bring that up. And we need to mention that again before the end of the show as well. Don't yeah. you agree? Because there's, so. so, you know, there's a certain amount of poundage that you're allowed to bring in. Yeah. And the uh, 
the fertilizer with the pesticides. Exactly. So we'll get you a little bit more information um, today, and again in the next coming week. We'll try to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, next weekend. I'm sure we'll be here, and we'll remind you of it again, right? That's right. Oh, you're gonna be here next weekend. What? Good. <laughs> Great. Just got Scott on the hook for next weekend, folks. Scott, we're gonna stay with the phone lines. We have Bob in Greer. Hello, Bob, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Uh, hi, Mills. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Hey, I just got a quick question for you with regard. You started talking about fungicide. Last year, um, we started getting brown patch or uh, a fungus in a lawn, and the normal time for application that, that you folks uh, suggest is uh, like June 15th. And we had it at the last week in May, and now we're getting this hot weather. When should I start putting the fungicide down? I, I'm doing mine this weekend. So, really? uh, yeah, you grabbed two bags yesterday. Yeah, I, I was in Scott's store yesterday, and I might have uh, picked up two bags of headway. And, and here's why, Bob. I just – all of this is on a hunch. We, we have to know or speculate when things are going to happen in the lawn and landscape. And when we deal with like a weed germinating or something like that, to me it's a little more predictable because it's about soil temperatures. We understand it, and, and we can kind of – you know, map and mark and, and and take these data points every day and know where we're hedging. With the weather, it's a little different, um, you know, because when we're dealing with brown patch, we're dealing with something that's really about our ambient air temperature and our humidity, and that fluctuates so much for us this time of year. Um, I'm speculating after being back home this week, Looking at the condition of my lawn, it's very leafy. You know, your fescue's growing leaps and bounds right now. It's real leafy. It's lush. It's beautiful. Um, my fear is is that next week with the warmer temperatures and warmer nights that we're going to hold so much humidity at the crown of the plant. And we have to realize that brown patch attacks at the crown, of the, you know, down in that kind of below the, the leaf layer right before you get to the crown of the plant or actually at the crown of the plant. And if as tall and leafy as we are right now, um, I'm just a little afraid that next week with, with hot temperatures during the day, warm temperatures at night, that we're going to begin to see some brown patch. So I'm going to go ahead and go early this year. That's my suggestion. Well, and I'll, I'll get up there and get some. So the other question is, what about what's the best time of day to put it down when the grass is wet, moist, water it in? What's the I, deal? You know, I don't think it – time of day to me – um, I personally like applying it, you know, sometime midday, later in the afternoon when it's a little bit drier so we can get the, the granular down towards the crown of the plant. And then I put a little bit of water behind it, maybe a quarter inch, um, just to kind of activate it, um, get it wet. And I think that works just as well as anything. And, and it's okay because if I, if I do it in the afternoon at 4 o'clock and I'm going to put some water on it, is that going to be okay or is that just not? Yeah, yeah. well, typically we wouldn't want to do a major irrigation event that late, but a, you know, a little quarter-inch amount of rain uh, that one evening with fungicide, I really don't think it's going to hurt you one time. Okay, and then we're talking about six weeks intervals be, before you uh, put it back on again, right? It depends on the conditions. Uh, typically, every 21 to 28 days. So we're talking every three to four weeks if conditions are favorable. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, you've answered my question again. Thank you very <laughs> much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. Have a great okay. weekend. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Scott, we're going to go, uh, uh, let's see here. What should we do? Let's go to 
Trying to look at the time. We have a couple of minutes. Let's go to Mike and Greer. Hello, Mike, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Heard, heard about the fungicide. That, that's good to know. I'll start doing the same. What about grub worms? I, I pulled up a chunk of weed the other day, and by golly, there in one spot were two grub worms. So when, when do we do grub worms, and how can I tell if, if I really need to? Scott? I'm going to go ahead and do it now. Yeah, me Most too. Most definitely, because they're, they're definitely getting close to the surface and getting ready to turn into the old famous Japanese beetle. So, yeah, yeah, they're definitely getting close to the surface. I'd go ahead and do it now. But you, you said you found two. I forgot how many yeah. is it per square foot that really – Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So, and what Scott's referencing there, Mike, is you need 12 per square foot before we – before the the researchers say, hey, we've reached the threshold or the point of no return where grub's going to cause major damage to the lawn. So a couple of grubs in an area that you dug up, probably not a major issue, to be honest with you. Now, if you went out in that area, if you would take and and kind of take the sod and, and get a, a flat shovel, go underneath it, maybe peel back a square foot, see what you can count in that square foot. And if you got 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12, I would say definitely you need to do something for grubs. Um, but if you, if you merely see two, um, I don't know if it really warrants using uh, an insecticide for those grubs, unless you just want to. You know, if you feel like that's what you need to do or want to do, go at it. But I don't know if it's a, a true necessity. Okay. Well, now, somewhere along the line, and it may not have been about grubs, but I did read something about putting, uh, pouring, pouring some, like a gallon of water with the Dawn in it, for instance, so, soapy water, and see what comes to the surface. But I don't remember if that was for grubs or if that's just urban legend. Yeah, you can do that for about any subterranean insect, including grubs. Uh, the problem with grubs and especially depending on what type of lawn you have, if it's a fescue lawn mowed at three or four inches, um, you may be successful, you may not, um, because it's just so much thatch layer and, and whatnot for them to come through. But I would try it. Take a little bit of Dawn dish detergent, great idea. Sometimes I forget about it. Um, do a little soapy, and we're only talking a, a couple of drops of Dawn dish detergent and a couple of gallons of water. Uh, drench that area, um, observe it, watch it, see what comes up. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that, and if that doesn't produce anything, then I'll get the shovel. and. and there you dig. go. That'll work. Okay, very good. Thank you. Appreciate your thoughts. Thanks, Mike. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, bye-bye. Scott, it's about that time. It is. It went are, by quick. It went by very quick. Unfortunately, Ron, you are on hold. You're welcome to hold in through the bottom of the hour break because we are about out of time. We're down to like 30 seconds, Scott. So, folks, you are tuned into the Yard Pro Show today, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. If you would like to find us during the week, it's very simple at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. There you will find links to our retail location, to all the products of which we sell, which vary from, you know, this shows a lot about lawn and garden type stuff, but we're also very heavily involved in the hardscape industry as well as mulches and all that good jazz. So we'd love to have you come out and visit us. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. State's leader for stimulating talk and breaking news. 1063 WORD. WYRD-FM. Simpson. WSPA-FM HD2 Spartanburg. A radio.com station.
Fox News, I'm Carol McHugh. Negative reaction to reported White House plans to move illegal migrants around the country. The plan was to fly up to 1,000 migrants a month to northern and coastal cities. Late Friday, that plan was put on hold. For months, immigration authorities have been busing migrant families, mostly from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, to Southern California or El Paso, Texas. The agency said the number of people apprehended at the border since October 1st was nearly 520,000. Fox's Jennifer Griffin. The Preakness Stakes, the second leg of horse racing's Triple Crown is today, but does anybody care? Well, there's no chance for a Triple Crown bid this year with Country House sitting out today's Preakness Stakes. The annual run for the Black Eyed Susans will feature four Kentucky Derby contenders led by favorite Improbable, who finished fourth in the Derby and could give trainer Bob Baffert a record-setting eighth Preakness win. Fox's Matt Napolitano, race time, 645 Eastern. This is Fox News. Now, the upstate's most trusted forecast from the 106.3 WORD Weather Center. Highs around 91 today under partly cloudy skies. Winds out of the southeast 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tonight. Lows of a lot around 68. High of 89 tomorrow. Partly cloudy skies. Temperatures well above average Monday and Tuesday with highs in the upper 80s. Chance for scattered rain showers Monday. Currently, it's 72 degrees. Welcome, golfers, to our coverage of the 2019 Upstate Golf Card, your access to the best courses in the Upstate. Let's check in with Kevin on the 17th hole at the Preserve at Verde. Kevin? Verde is in great shape for the season. From tee to green, it is beautiful and lush. Now back to you in the tower. Let's move over to Jimmy on the 9th at Legacy Pines. Legacy Pines is setting up amazingly. From the tips to the reds, it's challenging for all skill levels. Thanks, Jimmy. Looks like we've got a golfer on the beach, Chris. What's going on at Carolina Springs? Seems as though our leader has found the sand. But he shouldn't be worried. These are some of the best manicured sand traps and greens that I've seen in the upstate. Well, that wraps up our coverage of the 2019 Upstate Golf Card. Go low today and get your Upstate Golf Card for just $99. Greens fees at 11 Upstate courses. You can get all the info at upstategolfcard.com. Spring means getting outdoors. It also means making sure batteries in your lawnmower, boat, jet skis, and motorcycles are ready to get you started. Battery Specialist has your batteries for less. Cameras, phones, laptops, anything that needs a battery. You'll save a bundle at Battery Specialist. Plus, they have portable battery boosters to start your car or charge any device. 210 Furman Hall Road and online at abatterystore.com. Call 888-BATTERY. That's 888-BATTERY. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
Our WORD Business of the Week is Decker Home Repairs. Find them at DeckerHomeRepairs.com. Call Jamie today at 416-1620 or schedule your service online at DeckerHomeRepairs.com. Hi, Terry here for the do-it-yourself pest control stores. Spring is here, and with the warmer weather comes pests. Fire ants, termites, carpenter bees, even weeds in your yard are all becoming active. So you should be active, too. Go to the do-it-yourself pest control store and get professional strength products to kill what's bugging you. Now with four locations, the original store in Greer, the Greenville store near BJU, in Anderson on Concord Road, and now on the Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. They're the do-it-yourself pest control stores. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-673-1680 now. That's 800-673-1680 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-673-1680 to learn more. 800-673-1680. That's 800-673-1680. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Welcome back to the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Mills Grant. And I'm Scott Beard. And it is Saturday, May the 8th. 10th. Huh? 18th? Yeah, not 18th. Oh, I said 18th. 18th. (laughs) So once again, um, hey, and I need to say something too, Scott. We weren't on the air last Saturday. We need to say Happy Mother's Day, belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Don't you say? That's right. So happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, Folks... It's going to be a great day, but it's going to be a little warm. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a little warm this week. And, Scott, I got a text from someone in Columbia that said it is going to be 101 degrees next Sunday and Monday in Columbia. 101 in May. Mm. My, oh, my. You know what I say? You better get prepared. You know, another thing I was talking about, a good friend of mine, Alan McCurry, um, is in the industry and uh, has been in it uh, a long time. I'm not going to tell you, but he has been in it longer than me, but um, we won't say how long. But but Alan, um, he and I had a great conversation yesterday. You know, we get these this rain, and it seems like last weekend, y'all got a fair amount of rain. I don't know. I wasn't here. But y'all got a fair amount of rain in certain areas. Um, <coughs> yep. um, and, you know, an inch, two inches, three inches. And then a day or two later, especially on golf greens, what we're noticing is it's like that rain starts drawing all that moisture through that profile, through that profile, and you think, you, you, you lull yourself to sleep thinking everything's great. I just got rain two days ago, and the next thing you know, you got wilted grass um, because you're kind of stripping everything out of that soil profile with the amount of rain we've had. You, you, you really got things moving through pretty fast. And, you know, I think, too, I, I wonder sometimes, do, do the lawns just get accustomed to it? Boy, you're over there really uh, zooming in pretty big there. I like that <laughs> big font. Can read that from here. So Scott's doing a little bit of research to get you more information. May the thirtieth, um, in the Anderson location, 
Um, Anderson Location will be hosting a pesticide um, recycling day through the South Carolina Department of Agriculture there at the store. I believe it's from it's either 8 or 9 in the morning. I know it runs till 2 o'clock. So if you can come in mid-morning through early afternoon, um, you can drop off Not- your, your your unusable products and they will dispose of it. What do you got, 9? Zero nine to 1,400. Okay. So 9 a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. May the 30th. I believe that's a thir- uh, Thursday as well, is it not? Mm-hmm. He's not real sure, but... 2,500 you know. pounds of solid and 300 gallons of liquid at no charge. At no charge. So, folks, if you're out there and you've got some pesticides that you don't know what to do with, have been sitting around the garage or in the basement or wherever you've kept them, um, labeled, I don't even think they require a label, anything like that. If you've got some product, pesticide product that you need to get rid of, it's a great opportunity. And while you're there, it wouldn't hurt. You know, you can spend a few dollars at the Anderson store if you want, right? You going to be there? Me? Yeah. I'm going to try as long as I'm not shaking sprigs somewhere. Maybe we'll do a little hot dog cookout or something. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Well, well let's plan that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Maybe grill out a few hot dogs and... Call it a customer appreciation. Bring your pesticide. Maybe we'll have a little party next that Thursday. Trade your pesticide for a free hot dog. And Mills is the cook. He loves hot dogs, y'all. No. You know, <laughs> it's his favorite. <laughs> I am a good cook, but I don't love hot dogs. Hot dogs is not in my repertoire, t- typically. Scott, we need to get back to the phone lines. Ron has found us at 1-800-347-1063. Let's go to Ron, and when we get done, we'll get to a slew. I mean a slew of questions uh, that have come in on the text line, and some great questions at that. So let's go to Ron. Hello, Ron, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning. I just want to throw out three things. My primary is at the beginning, but I listen, as I listened, I, I, some other questions came to being. My primary concern right now is getting rid of fescue in my Bermuda yard and then uh, grass and then uh, also fungicide. I have summer grass, so I need to put that down. And then the next one is when it comes to the soil samples, Am I uh, in need of that information now because I need to be able to put stuff down? I've, I've, the soil samples are back. I just haven't got the information yet. But um, the primary one for this conversation is this getting rid of this fescue. Fescue in your Bermuda? Dig it up. You, yeah, fescue you still in Bermuda is just a little bit of patches. So have you bought any monument before? Do you still have any monument left? Yeah, I've got some. Yeah, so you could use that. That would definitely kill fescue and and uh, especially if you have any nuts edge, you can kill two birds with one stone. Or image will work too. But keep in mind, if you're going to use image, you need to use that this weekend, not towards the later part next week. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do that. I, I, I've used something a few weeks back, but it evidently didn't have any effect. It was either image or uh, monument. I can't, and I, I might have mixed the two up as to what I was supposed to do. Anyway, um, and if you got any answers to those other two things that'd be interesting yeah fungicide i'll go ahead and get the fungicide yeah if you have it go ahead and put it down now also okay and it with this uh soil sample stuff is there any um like is there something that's going to happen out of that where i'm going to need to know that information soon so in order to be able to correct something yeah but it's not anything that you'll be able to correct in 24 or 48 hours so i mean it's going to take time to you know to start building that up and correct it Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I got, I got a, a time period. Before oh, yeah. You're just getting – yeah, you got plenty of time because the growing season for you is just start on your warm season grass. Okay, great. Gentlemen, once again, great show. Thank you very much. All right, Ron. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Ron. Have a great weekend. See you. Good job there, you know. The soil sample thing, too. If you have a warm season lawn, what I'd like to add with soil samples 
is having a warm season lawn. One of the reasons we, you know, pH and things of that nature, you know, that's one of the biggest things we're looking at. Mm -hmm. The reason being, if you look at a pH scale out there, Scott, there's a certain happy medium where the majority of all elements are available to the plant at a certain pH, okay? Um, And that certain pH, believe it or not, is around neutral. Imagine that, somewhere around 7. Now, we do know from about 6 to 7, most of our, if not all of our micro elements are available readily to the plant. But we got to think, too, we want to know this stuff prior to the appropriate time of year to feed our lawns or feed our plants, if we're talking about landscape plants, um, because we only have this growing season that we can make the plant healthy and happy. Right, yep. That's so, why I was saying if you got a warm season, plan start. Yeah, soil sample in January. That's right. A season ahead. Uh, you know, sometime in the winter, and that's why we say with really most lawns and most landscape beds, we want a soil sample typically during the winter, so that we know what do we need to adjust prior to the growing season, so that everything is available to the plant, so the plant can grow as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. So in, in Ron's situation, no, it's not something he has to get a reading of the soil sample in the next two days, but in the next month, I would expect that, hey, you need to look at that soil sample, see where you are, because that'll leave you a couple months left in the growing season to be able to make some adjustments, get the plant healthy before it goes into uh, winter dormancy. So, Scott, I said uh, before we took Ron's call that we would get on the uh, on the text line, 71307, that's 71307, um, and, and let's go through some text because it's not every week that we really have time to spend a lot of time on text, but there's some great text today. It kicked off this morning. We had a great text. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, <coughs> let's see here. Where is it, Scott? There we go. Thank you for taking my question. I bought 13 pallets of St. Augustine from Carolina Fresh in 2016. Followed all the directions from your website while installing it. Looked great for two years. Now has a lot of debt. Reached out to your establishment, but they um, informed me that the weather probably had a lot to do with my situation. Can you suggest anything to remedy my situation, plug or resod? And, yeah, I would say, you know, especially St. Augustine, that, you know, the, I love a text line, but the thing I don't like, sometimes it doesn't tell me what town you're in. And maybe that's a little bit of public service announcement we can put out during the Yard Pro Show if you're texting in, if you could just, at the end of your text, put the town that you're in, because that makes a difference. St. Augustine, um, and by the way, the Tam Star is fantastic. We're, we're basically out short term, so if you call the store looking for Tam Star, and the store tells weeks. you we're out, but three or four weeks, we should have more Tam Star available, and if, if you're looking to do some St. Augustine sodding, it's not going to hurt you to wait, and honestly, you might even be better off going into summer um, as the warmer we get. But if you're going to do some St. Augustine siding, I would wait until the TAM stars back in inventory. I really would. Um, it is a fantastic grass, and St. Augustine can be a great grass, especially from Columbia all the way east and south in our state um, down to the coast. Um, but there's some finicky things about St. Augustine. Number one, it's highly susceptible to disease. And when we get a really, really, and I'm talking large patch disease. Um, and I have, yeah. Okay. We get a really, really wet fall and warm fall into winter like we had this past year. Even if you're using fungicide, you still should expect to see some disease in that St. Augustine come the following season. When we have really, really wet feet, because typically St. Augustine's growing in densely shaded areas. And when it stays excessively wet day in, day out, 
all the way through, especially through winter when it's dormant or senescing and slowing the growth. It may not go fully dormant, but it definitely senesces. When it stands with wet feet, you begin to see a lot of rotting of the crown. So when we get to spring, we see dead patches of grass. So there are a lot of things, or not a lot of things, but there's a handful of issues that we can see out of St. Augustine. Um, and I think we got to see all of those handful of issues this year on St. Augustine, unfortunately. So what do we do now? That's what this texture is asking. What do we do now that we have some, some dead grass? Well, with St. Augustine, there, really, there is no seed available. Kind of funny, you know, you had a customer. I had a customer calling me when I was out of town. I yeah, left yeah. your cell number on my voicemail. Thank you for and, that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and then the customer calls Scott and, oh, well, there will be some St. Augustine one day. No, there won't be St. Augustine one day. Years ago, you could buy St. Augustine seed. Um, you may find a few places rogue, maybe online, that say they have it. Um, trust me, it is mostly carpet grass. Um, St. Augustine seed has a very low germination rate, very low germination rate by nature. And the problem that the seed manufacturers running into, that germination rate is so low, sometimes it's hard to get the state to certify it, or it's just not worth harvesting, okay? And it's a very low-use grass grown out there. There's just not much St. Augustine in the world. Now, I know there is in our world where we live in the Carolinas and Georgia and Florida. There's a lot of St. Augustine. Believe it or not, Lima, Peru on the Pacific Ocean. A lot of St. Augustine. Oh. Um, got some good pictures. It's got a little bit of hybrid Bermuda grass mixed in with it, too. We call it St. Bermuda is what a friend of mine told me. Call Saint it St. Bermuda. Bermuda. Um, but it, it this because of the, the lack of sales, the low germination rate, there is no seed available. So the good thing with St. Augustine, if you properly fertilize it, it grows really it fast. Very, it's got a real thick stolen it's very vigorous. It grows and creeps very fast. So you could take some plugs out of your existing St. Augustine and go transplant those into your bare spots. Get it fertilized. It will grow and cover. By the end of the summer, it should cover. To me, that would be the, uh, a way to, to do it. Mm -hmm. We also get a lot of questions. Same guy that asked us about St. Augustine sod. He wanted St. Augustine sprigs. No, we don't do that. And then he asked about plugs. We don't sell plugs at Carolina Fresh Farms. We could, but I don't think you'd want to pay us what it would cost us to manufacture a plug from you when you can buy a roll of sod from us. How much is a roll of sod, Scott? Depends on which one. But St. Augustine comes in slabs. Slabs. Yep. Slab of St. Augustine. $3 a piece. $3. And you can get two and a half square feet, you can get almost 36 plugs out of it. Yeah, two and a half square feet. So you get a lot of plugs for 3 bucks, right? Or you can buy it online for $15 for a tray. Yeah. So the, the point of the story is you can reach out to us We when we have some extra St. Augustine available. Um, a good sharp machete goes a long way in mm -hmm. cutting plugs. You know, go out and put uh, – don't hit your machete on a slab of sod on your concrete. You're just going to chip your concrete, folks. Put it on the ground. Um, you can cut it in. But when you cut plugs to plug stuff, Scott, I'm a firm believer, four inch by four inch at a minimum. These little one-inch plugs – Unless you just want to nurse it and baby it, don't do that. Do a good four-inch by four-inch plug. Um, so I that, don't think I want to dig one-inch holes. Oh, I know. But some people do. But but plugging it is going to be your best option to fix And here's that. another thing. You know, an end note on the St. Augustine lawn. So keep in mind, you had large patch. This coming fall, you need to put two applications of fungicide. Yeah. When, when it begins to cool down, when you walk out, and I tell everybody in the yeah, fall, I when you walk way. outside in the morning, and it feels like football weather, it's time to get some fungicide out on your, and then 21 on days your warm later, season grass. That's right. 
You know, if it still feels like football weather, and I'm not talking cold, I'm talking that that brisk fall morning where the sky is just bright blue, little cool wind, about 60 degrees, and you just go, man, it feels like fall. Yeah, you need to – humidity Start goes away. Especially when you turn on the weather channel and they say that a uh, – or, or AccuWeather and you see where a, a tropical storm's coming from the Gulf with it's excessive true. moisture. Exce- yeah. That's when you need to get the fungicide out. Good point. Um, Scott, let's move on here to another one. Uh, Let's see here. Any non-toxic weed control? Well, I I don't know if non-toxic would be a good way to describe them because, you know, even table salt's toxic. And a lot of our organic-type weed controls are salts, vinegars. Oils. Oils, things of that nature. And none of them are really specific to target a weed and not hurt another crop. So from a a lawn perspective, if you're looking to, say, kill dandelions out of your Bermuda lawn, I really don't know of anything. Mm -hmm. Nothing really jumps to mind. Um, So you have to go individually treat those weeds. And and you could try some of the great resources, I'm sure, online, mixing vinegar with this and that and whatnot. But, you know, I went to the POA field day. Gosh, it's probably been a month ago now at Clemson University. Dr. Burt McCarty does a great job. His research assistants and, and grad students do a great job with this. And they were actually testing um, on some winter weeds some, some organic or type products that are, that are readily available on the market. And, man, I'm telling you, they're non-selective. They, they use them on the old Tiff Eagle Green and, and trying to control things. And they just not only they kill some weeds, they kill everything. And you unfortunately, said it right because it's salt and oils. Yeah, and unfortunately, they don't effectively long term. They may burn the weeds back, but they seem to come back. You know, so I, I really don't just don't know of, of of many things out there off the top of my head. Um, let's see here. Good morning. I live on Lake Greenwood, and I have a lawn that is mostly different kinds of grass with ryegrass and weeds. Is there a seed I can put down? and just water it and have it blend with what's there. My worry is the seed won't go down into the soil. I think this is a great question. Um, yeah, Lake Greenwood area, you know, I grew up in Clinton, man. I'm a, I'm an old Lake Greenwood rat. I know that area pretty well. And in that environment, if I were in that situation, Lake Home, I, you know, what would if I'm full sun, I'd probably go Bermuda, Bermuda seed. If I've got a little bit of shade, which most of Lake Greenwood lots do, I think I'd probably go centipede seed, and and we're getting close to that time because it ties into our next text question. Can you give a soil temperature report? Yes, I can. I've kind of gotten away from that in the last few weeks. Um, the five-day average in Greenville is 72.8 degrees, and the five-day average in Columbia, I looked it up earlier, was 78 degrees. So start soil seeding. temperatures are at the perfect ideal spot right now where you can start seeding these warm season grasses. Okay. And it's going to rise starting again next yeah. week. and it's probably going to be 80-plus degree soil temperatures come next week. Scott, I want to go real quick to uh, Mr. One Bob White. He has a question about returning pesticides. Hello, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning, Mills. How are you doing? Good morning, Mr. Bob. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and greetings from the swampy Appalachian Trail. <laughs> so where are we hiking this week? Up uh, Harper's Ferry. Awesome. And you're streaming the show. I got to love it, Bob. <laughs> hey, I follow you wherever you go, except <laughs> I didn't follow you to Europe this week. <laughs> well, it was South America, even better than Europe, oh, right? South America? Uh, oh, I guess uh, I get- 
a little bit of Peru in my blood now. So uh, great trip, by the way. Well, well good. Great. Um, question. I have a old bottle of DDT. Can I return it? Yes, you can. So in the in the okay. Anderson location um, on May the 30th, if you're in town, that'd be a great opportunity. And, and that chemical, man, it was a great product, but let's face it, it's not a real um, – it's it's a pretty harsh product, and that would be a great one to get rid of. Um, things like that. That's what they're after. Okay. So. And, uh, so. Um, also, um, I still have my issue with voles. Okay. Not moles, but voles. Voles. Any uh, good suggestions? So when you come to the store and drop off that chemical, you can actually pick up a cat. <laughs> Um, I actually hired a cat, but uh, since my granddaughter's come to live with us, we had to return it. Oh, no. Well... Yeah, voles are just a tough one because they are they are after the plant material. It's kind of hard to keep them away. Um, yeah. You know, deterrents as far as like a little bit of mothballs here and there, if they're in a particular area, could help. Um, you know, the naphthalene, the active ingredient in there, uh, certainly not going to hurt anything in the landscape. You could put those in a lady's pantyhose or something, tie them up, throw them around the garden. That will help a little bit. But voles are just a – they're a tough creature because they're they're eating the herbaceous plant material, the roots of plants. They're they're really not right. after a, a – yeah, the food source they're after are the things you don't want to get rid of. I don't think your lovely wife wants you to start pulling up all of her plants. Um, right. So I, I wouldn't right. suggest that. So, yeah. um, you know – lost a cherry tree – We've lost a cherry tree. We've lost a dogwood, and uh, we really would like to get rid of them. But yeah. uh, grandkids come first, and you're going to know that pretty soon too. <laughs> I hope it's a number of years. So, but uh, I hope you have fun. I hope you have fun. Are you, are you on the return now? I guess from the Harper's Ferry area. Yes. Yes, well, I'm back at Greenville. Well, great. I'm glad you made a safe return, and uh, glad you had a – I'm certain you had a great hike. So maybe one day I'll yep. get out there on the trail with you again. I'm looking forward to it. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Um, you know, Scott, before I get it back on the trail with Mr. Bob there, I've, I got to recoup from the 17,000-foot summit. I saw that. <laughs> I did last week. So how was – I meant to ask you that yesterday. Ooh. The air – Oh, it's it's – Thin. Oh yeah, it's thin. well. It feels the same, but it's just not enough oxygen. Right. You you, you hike a you know maybe three hundred four hundred foot uphill on a two to one slope trying to make a summit, and it's a ten minute break. And I thought it was pretty cool. You and Emily both y'all, yeah. y'all everywhere they went, they held the Clemson flag up. It yeah, it's like- <laughs> a little little tiger thing, you know. We do so. Uh, hey, so let's go uh, finish up with some text real quick, Scott, because there's some other good ones. Um, can I put Confront 3 and Fungicide on at the same time? Yeah, those are granular applications. Um, I wouldn't suggest mixing a herbicide with a fungicide at a tank and spraying it, but both of them being granular, um, yeah, you could do that. Um, now, but here's the problem you may run into. The fungicide really needs to be watered in. The Confront 3, not really. Correct. So I'd put the Confront 3 out in the morning, let it sit on that wet leaf tissue with the dew, Late that evening, if you want to put the fungicide out, knock yourself out, a little bit of light watering, you should be good to go. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I think that would work. So let us know if it does. Always listen to you. Can I put both grub killer and fungicide on my centipede at the same time? When is the optimum time to fill spots in the yard with sod? 
also with Centipede, Mike in Inman. Oh, Mike, see, Mike's listening. He, he, he put a city down. I like that. I like that. So, yeah, you can do both those because both those products need to be watered in. Because both of those products need to be watered into the crown of the plant or just mm-hmm. into the soil profile. So you can put both of those products out. As far as patching in that centipede, um, I, you could do it now. You know, now between, what, July? Mm-hmm. You know? Be fine. I, I would get it done by August sometime to give yes. it time to get rooted, especially being an Inman. You know, mm-hmm. if you're in Columbia or Charleston, a little different uh, situation. Is it okay to transplant a gardenia from one place in my yard to another now? If you're going to do it, I mean, it's going to be really hot next week. So if you're going to do it, that's fine. But you got to make sure you tend to the water, okay? And you, we better make sure that we're digging up plenty of root mass when we're doing this. But if you want to go ahead and do it, I don't think this first heat wave is going to be here forever. Just my opinion. Yep. So if you're going to do it, Maybe a little bit of light pruning right before you transplant it um, so it's not so leafy. I know you're not going to have many blooms this year um, because you're pruning it, but maybe a little bit of light pruning so it's not so leafy. Dig plenty of root ball with it. Get it transplanted. Keep it wet. A little bit of fertilizer, triple 14 wood ace in the hole goes a long way as well. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Scott, it's been a fantastic show. And believe it or not, I got through – Really like zoysia. Have large oaks and shades in new house. Do you think Xeon would work? Uh, not real certain. Not, um, I'm a little more keen on royal zoysia. I think royal or even diamond. We're actually having a sale on diamond zoysia right now. The most shade-tolerant zoysia out there. So take a look at it. Folks, you've been tuned into the Yard Pro Show brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. It's been a delight to talk with you this morning. We hope you have a great weekend and week gardening. If you'd like to find us during the week, it's very simple at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. We'll talk to you next week. Have a happy week gardening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. 18- plus.